You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host, Matt Loopy. This show is presented to you by PHLSportsNation.com. Make sure you check us out with all your Philly sports needs, podcasts, articles, Twitter, and everything in between. Um, this podcast is also sponsored by Anchor. And today, we have a few things that we're going to get through. Um, the main topic of this podcast, as you can see from the title, I'm going to have Philly beat reporter Elliot Shore Parks on the on the call with me in just a few minutes we're going to talk about the top offseason moves that the Eagles should make he's going to give me his top five needs um, top five move that he's going to make and we're going to talk about the reasoning behind all of these moves so that's going to be a really fun conversation to have make sure you stay tuned I know a lot of Eagles fans out there don't really agree with Elliot Shore Park's takes but honestly he does really good work um, I'm really happy to have him on the podcast today and I hope you guys all enjoy that discussion. But for now, there's been some Eagles news that's been circulating uh, throughout the day. This is recorded on February 5th. This is a Wednesday. And um, so basically the Eagles promoted Press Taylor to a new title on top of quarterback coach. So he's going to be the passing game coordinator. And when I saw this news, I thought that the Eagles already had their offensive coordinator in mind because Adam Kaplan with Inside the Birds podcast mentioned that in the offensive coordinator search, this was just a few days ago he said this, um, that Press Taylor was on the bottom of their list. So there's a lot of candidates to the top. So I saw this promotion, and knowing Doug Peterson, in my mind this was Doug Peterson being nice, um, wanted to give Press Taylor recognition for the work that he's done, wanted to give him a bigger role in the offense, but not the offensive coordinator position. I thought that it was going to come to uh, somebody else, some outside ideas that they would bring in. Um, I was really looking forward to see who they would target in the offensive coordinator search, but honestly nothing came from it because just shortly after that promotion, they end up bringing in former Broncos offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello. Um, I don't really know much about him, but you know he developed a few quarterbacks in his time um, as, as a coach in the NFL. Um, he's not going to be a big he's not gonna have a big role in the offense the Eagles are gonna kind of use a council um, or committee and have Doug Peterson Deuce Staley um, Press Taylor and this new Rich Scangarello to bring in their offensive ideas and try to develop a game plan that's gonna fully optimize everybody's ideas they also brought in uh, Mississippi State pass game coordinator Um, Andrew Briner a few probably about a week or two ago Um, so that's another name to add to it so they have a lot of minds in the coaching group right now that's going to develop these game plans going forward Uh, I'm not really too concerned because Doug Peterson is leading this they have pretty good mindset Um, you know he him and uh, Press Taylor are going to handle the passing game and then you got 
Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach, and Deuce Staley running the running game. And then Doug Peterson obviously is going to oversee everything and pull it all together. And those other two names that they brought in are just going to add their ideas as well, some outside mindsets that's going to add to it. So I just think the biggest thing is making sure that Doug Peterson is going to work well with these coaches. Mike Rowe didn't really do much with the Eagles. I, I didn't like him at all as an offensive coordinator. And I think any of these guys should be able to do better than Mike Rowe did. And working together, bringing everybody's ideas together is going to be huge. And I'm looking forward to what they're going to come up with uh, because it's going to be interesting. I, I was really looking forward to seeing what offensive coordinator it would be, but it ended up being nothing. So a little bit disappointed because I was getting my hopes up about who they would bring in, but honestly, I have full faith in Doug Peterson and what he's going to do this upcoming season. So, a little bit more Eagles news before we get Elliot Short, Short Parks on the line. Jalen Mills, uh, two days ago, is, I wouldn't say hinting at a return to the Eagles, but honestly, he's uh, he's putting some Eagles content out there. So, two days ago, um, this was Monday night. He posted a video, a hype video of him, Eagles highlights, um, you know, making plays to some music, him dancing around, and just had the caption GG, Green Goblin. And then shortly after, he tweeted, God is truly amazing. So the timing of those tweets together honestly makes me think that he's coming back because I, I don't want to jump to conclusions here because that's. Uh, early stages in free agency um yet again he is a he is going to be a free agent so he's going to be hitting the open market if the eagles don't re-sign him so jalen mills is posting these two tweets and the video make sure you guys go check it out um it's all of his great plays and uh god is truly amazing it just makes it seem like he's been in talks with the eagles and he's coming back that's what i'm getting from it i could be truly wrong but when i saw that um just maybe raise my eye a little bit so that's definitely something to watch out for because I really like Jalen Mills as a player I think he's a great cornerback to have on the team and bringing him back is going to be huge because the secondary could take a huge hit you have Jalen Mills Ronald Darby set to hit free agency and then also uh, Rodney McLeod as a safety then Malcolm Jenkins saying he won't return on the same contract so there's a possibility that four players are going to be out in the secondary. There's also a possibility that all four can, can can return. I think we can all rule out Ronald Darby. I don't think he's going to be coming back to the team. But nonetheless, um, there's definitely some decisions to be made. And bringing back Jalen Mills is the right move and the right start. All right, so that's it for the Eagles news so far. Um, hang in right after this ad, and then we'll get Elliot Shore Parks on the line and talk about his top five moves that he would make if he was running the Eagles team this offseason. All right, welcome back, everybody. As I mentioned, I have a very special guest today, someone that I'm honored to be able to chat to. He's a beat reporter for 94WIP, co-host of the Go Birds podcast, which is an awesome podcast out there, a man with some of the hottest takes out there, Eagles-related, the man who hashtags emojis, and lastly, what he goes by, not the beat reporter that you want, but the beat reporter that you need, Mr. Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, how are you doing today? 
What's going on, man? Thanks so much for uh, having me on the pod. I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to talking to some Eagles. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Elliot, you know, you're always putting out your Eagles opinions on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people disagree. Um, you know, you, you're very, very strongly uh, opinionated with what you have to say, but honestly, you have some really good content. You know, you give the the truth, whether people want to hear it or they don't want to hear it. And yeah. um, what I like is you always stand back, uh, stand by what you believe in. And the situation that I'm about to put you in for this uh, topic of the podcast is kind of a scary thought to a lot of Eagles fans because they seem to disagree with a lot of your takes. So make sure you're taking a uh, full advantage of this right here. I will. I will. I appreciate you giving me the chance. Yeah, definitely. So ESP, you are now Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, and Jeffrey Lurie morphed into one. Um, you're going to have nice. full authority this offseason to make any change that you want. Um, it can be some free agent acquisitions, draft picks, trades, releases, playbook development, uh, some uniform changes, whatever. So you have a lot of power, but your limit is just five moves. So I want you to rank your top five moves that you would make and uh, explain each one. So you want to kick things off with number five. All right, well... This is a tough spot to put me in. Um, but I'm excited to get this team back on the right track. Um, been a 500 team the last two years. So obviously something needs to change. Um, I think putting me in control is obviously the right move. As good as Howie has done, uh, I think it's time for some change. So I would say my first move as the new GM of the Eagles would be, now this is going to be one that I think they're going to end up doing, but I think it's time to move on from Alshon. Um, as good as he's been, I mean, he had the amazing catch in the Super Bowl. Uh, I was at that game. It was one of the – it was the most impressive catch I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I think mm -hmm. it was more impressive than the Odell one-handed catch. It's a spot. Him wow. making that was amazing. But that was a long time ago. And over the last two years, Alshon has just not been the player that, I mean, they're paying him to be. I think you could argue that the drop he had against the Saints was the biggest drop in the history of the franchise in the, in the Super Bowl. I mean, sorry, in the playoff game. So um, when you look at – what he's going to cost next year. And, you know, the previous GM, Howie Roseman, guaranteed his uh, salary for 2020. And, you know, unfortunately, that is what it is. But he's going to cost $16 million against the books no matter what you do. So if I'm the Eagles, I trade him for a seventh-round pick or a depth, uh, you know, some type of player somewhere else that another team doesn't want. And I think it's time to move on. I think you have to redo the receiving core. And getting rid of Alshon, I think, is the, the right first step. Yeah, I totally agree. If you could trade Alshon Jeffrey in that contract, that's a no-brainer to me because he's not going to be the top receiver that the Eagles need him to be because they're going to try to have an influx of youth at that position. They have Deshaun Jackson coming back, a few younger guys that they want to step up. So it's not like he's going to be that top wide receiver. And you mentioned the money, but that's just this upcoming season. He's still under contract for a couple more seasons, so that's even more money in the future. Um, it's just a very tough situation. I've mentioned it previous weeks on this podcast, but um, a trade would be ideal. And if he isn't, you know, going to go anywhere through a trade, I would say he's probably going to stay on the roster just because of that amount of money. I don't think they would drop all of that. What, what do you say about that if they can't find a trade partner? Well, so if you, all right, so he's sixteen million dollars against the book, no matter what you do, whether he's on the roster, whether he's not. Now, yeah. the issue is if you're able to trade him, he only costs you. I think it's about another million, million and a half. So, you know, you're talking about going from right now. The Eagles have forty-four million dollars in cap space. 
if they were to trade him was their first move and make no other moves, they'd be down to around 42, 42 and a half. So that's mm -hmm. still, sorry, that's still more than enough money than you could, than how he's ever really had to work with. So money's not an issue. But the problem is if you cut him, that goes down to, I think it takes another 12 million off of your salary cap. So yeah. now you're down to around, you know, 36 or, or 34 or something like that. So cutting him just really isn't an option. You're better off just keeping him on the roster and telling him to just kind of stay away. But the thing about bringing him back is if you bring him into Sean back, those are not guys that are going to sit on the bench. When they're healthy, they're going to want to play. They're established players in this league. And frankly, they're both going to be in contract years in a lot of ways when you look at their deal. So uh, if you bring them back, you have to play them when they're healthy. And I think we all saw at the end of last year, Carson was at his best when he was the personality of that offense, when he was the one that was able to go out and just run the show. And he didn't have to worry about getting the ball to this guy or that guy. And he could just run the offense. So I don't see a world where you can bring back Alshon and Deshaun. Yeah, that's interesting, but I definitely agree. Um, there's a lot to consider. And also he has that injury. So against yeah. the Giants and Monday Night Football later in the season. So don't even know if he's, you know, it was reported that he's aiming to be ready for week one, but uh, really not sure about that. That's a really tricky situation with that injury as well. Uh, but moving on from Alshon, Jeffrey is definitely important. Uh, what's number four on your list, Elliot? All right, so I already took care of the receiver position in terms of moving on from a guy. Now I'm going to look at the cornerback position and a move that is not going to be a popular one amongst Eagles fans but it's a move that makes this team better and has made this team better. I'm re-signing Jalen Mills. Um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give him a one-year prudent deal. That's what he wants. But if he wants to sign a long-term deal to stay here, I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, he's been the best cornerback on the roster since he got here in 2016. The defense you all saw last year, as soon as he came back, the first game against Dallas wasn't great, obviously. But after that, the defense turned around and was one of the better defenses in the league in terms of points allowed. And Jalen Mills is part of that. He's a personality on that defense. He gets a secondary going. The safeties can trust him, which allows him to play a better game. And he's young. And he's really never had injury history other than this foot injury from last year. So I think you can get him at a fairly cheap rate. And it, by bringing him back, it allows me to find another starter, not to worry about finding two brand-new starters for next year. Yeah, that's a good move. Um, I really like Jalen Mills. I like what he brings to the table. And you mentioned Alshon Jeffries catching the Super Bowl. But that Jalen Mills interception against the Cowboys this season, that's probably – got to be up there on your list because that was a very similar uh play on the ball there he made a spectacular catch obviously the eagles are getting blown out at that point but a yeah, little a little bit smaller of a stage at that point I would yeah say. But yeah a, definitely an impressive catch though yeah um but yeah he's he's made a lot of improvements in his career so far played really good football this season in my opinion obviously there's room to improve but um he's solid and like you mentioned if he doesn't come back then that's darby and bills that the eagles are missing out on so Instead of trying to fill two spots, they could just fill one. Um, I think yeah. that's that's a great move, and obviously he's a very talented cornerback. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to get to this later on, but another free agent corner that I'm interested in is Byron Jones. What do you think about bringing him in as well? I have zero interest in bringing okay. Byron Jones. Um, I think that he's going to be the definition of paying A-plus money for a C-plus player. I think Byron Jones is okay. I don't think he's special. I don't think he's going to be worth what you're going to have to pay him. And frankly, you know, that's how you get in bad spots in terms of overpaying free agents. But I think you can get a player in the, in the draft if how he can evaluate properly. And also, I would say that bringing in former Cowboys has never worked out for this team. So I have no no interest at all in, in bringing in Byron Jones. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So sounds so like the, you do, though. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I do like Byron Jones. Um, obviously, I don't want the Eagles to overpay for him just because he is that top corner. But, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, the Eagles were reportedly interested in Byron Jones and Chris Harris Jr. And I'm looking at the two and I'm saying, OK, it looks like they're similar in skills. I would give Byron Jones a little bit of an edge, but he is younger and Howie Roseman made it clear, obviously, in this situation, you're running the team. But um, Howie Roseman said that he didn't want to bring in older players this offseason through free agency. Um, So I think Byron Jones had three years on Chris Harris Jr. So if it was between the two of them, I think Jones has the edge um, in their minds and obviously on the field, in my opinion, as well. But um, yeah, money is a huge thing. I, just because the Eagles have over $40 million in cap space doesn't mean they should go out throwing a lot of money to a cornerback that isn't going to be a true lockdown corner. So right. um, if the price is right, I'm all for it, but you got to be careful. Yeah, I, just, I don't think the price is going to be right. I mean, when you look at him being the top cornerback on the market, um, we've seen in the past what that costs. With Byron Maxwell, guys like that, it, it's just going to end up overpaying. So I don't really have any interest bringing in Byron Jones. I'd rather re-sign J- I'd rather sign Jalen Mills than what it will take to cost him, than what it will take to sign him, than uh, I would rather pay Byron Jones that max money. Mm-hmm. So do you have any other interests in any free agent cornerbacks? Uh, like I mentioned, Chris Harris Jr., any other ones out there or just so focus on the my, draft? My hesitation with Chris Jones Jr. would be just that, you know, he plays nickel a lot, mm-hmm. right? And at least that's, that's what he's been known for. And the Eagles have two really good nickel corners in Craven LeBlanc and Avante Maddox. Now, if you're not going to bring back um, Rodney McLeod, maybe you can move Avante into that spot. And then I guess put Chris Harris Jr. nickel, but then you still have uh, Craven on the block. Now, what's interesting is the Eagles tried to tried to trade for Chris Harris to trade deadline last year, so maybe they see him as an outside guy. He's played that yeah. as well, but uh, I just don't think I see the fit with Chris Chris Harris Jr. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you in that part, and uh, I think just re-signing Mills is the right move. That's the right start. There's a lot of talent in the draft. I think they can definitely improve in that way. Uh, Mills is definitely a good first piece. And they still have guys like Rasul Douglas, uh, Avante Maddox, Craig Von LeBlanc that you mentioned, Sidney Jones kind of stepping up a little bit that can try to make uh, the position better. Um, so going to number three, what do you have now? So we'll keep with the secondary, I guess. Um, obviously this offseason, Malcolm Jenkins has said he wants a new deal. Uh, you know, he's not going to play next year on the same contract he's on. If I'm the Eagles, and in this instance I am, I'm giving Malcolm Jenkins a new contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only is he was he the best player on the defense last year with Fletcher Cox having a down year, but I think he's the most important player on the defense. What he does for that secondary, the way they move him around. Fletcher Cox is a phenomenal player, don't get me wrong. This is no shot at Fletcher Cox at all. But Malcolm Jenkins is, is absolutely crucial to what they do. Uh, and they have no replacement for him. So if you move on from Malcolm, you can't draft someone that's going to do what Malcolm does next year. It's just not going to happen. And there are a lot of good safeties out there this year in the free agency class, but you're going to pay top dollar for them, probably more than you're going to pay Malcolm, or at least, you know, not consider not considerably less. So I, I, you know, Malcolm has been here. He knows the defense. He's a leader of the locker room. I'm definitely giving Malcolm Jenkins a new contract. Okay. Um, so in your opinion, if that happens, Eagles bring back Jenkins, which I think they will do. Do you still try to make drafting a safety a priority just in case uh, he's not going to have or he, he's definitely not going to have a bunch of uh, seasons left in his career? But um, do you make that a top a priority even with him coming back? 
Well, I think safety is a position you have to address in the draft. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, not a first or second round pick, obviously, if you bring back Malcolm. I mean, I guess maybe to replace Rodney, depending what you do. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think safety is a position they have to address. They have not invested a lot of resources in it in the draft or free agency. Um, I mean, you know, their backups have not been good. They've mostly been special teams guys. And I will say that last year uh, I asked the safety coach, Tim Hawk, like, what would they do if Malcolm went down? Like, where is their backup plan? And he said they'd have to change the whole defense. So, you, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. with Malcolm, I would bring him back. But you also want to put yourself in a position where you do have that plan for when, you know, he does eventually move on. And so I do think safety is a position they should look at in the draft. Yeah, definitely agree. So Jenkins is a top priority for you. Uh, but what about McLeod next to him? What do you think the Eagles are going to do with him? Um, look, I think both of these guys are going to try to get the most money. Uh, McLeod took a one-year deal from the Eagles, expecting to cash in this offseason. He ended up having a very good year. He stayed healthy. So if I'm Rodney, uh, rightfully so, I'm looking for, for top dollar. Um, I think Rodney is really good. I think him and Malcolm together are, you know, one of the best safety duos in the league. When you look at some of the numbers in terms of, you know, forced turnovers and those, those type of things, they, they do a really good job. So I, I would have a lot of interest in bringing Rodney back. Um, he's younger than Malcolm. Uh, not, he did have the torn ACL, so he does a bit of an, an injury history. But I would, I would pay him, you know, considerable money. Now, we'll see if another team out there blows Blows him out of the water. I don't think he will. They, anyone will because of how many good safeties are out there. But um, I would definitely bring Rodney back. Yeah, I agree. And at the end of the season, he kind of made it clear that um, he wants to get he wants to get paid in his next deal. But he had a preference to stay in Philly. So if they can, you know, give him the amount of money that he's uh, satisfied with, I think that's going to happen too. So having Jenkins and McLeod back is going to be huge. Bringing Mills back, that's a pretty good core secondary together. Uh, what about number two on your list? Okay, so I've moved on from Alshon, um, took care of the secondary. My number two thing is going to be I'm going to use some of that free agency cap space I have, and I'm going to sign an elite defensive end on the free agency market. I have a couple options out there. Shaquille Barrett, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Jadavion Clowney's out there. Guy from Jacksonville whose name I can't pronounce. I mean, there's, there's, some, <laughs> there's some, some good guys out there. And I think defensive end is a very underrated need on this team. Uh, Derek mm -hmm. Barnett has not, you know, he's been closer to a bust than he's been a hit. Um, he has not been a consistent pass rusher on the, on the other side. He struggled to stay healthy. And the Eagles really don't have an elite pass rusher. Brandon Graham, you could argue, is an elite player overall because he's so good against the run. But in terms of getting after the quarterback, never had a double-digit sack season. And even this year, kind of stacked a lot of his sacks in one game against the Jets. So, I think they really need another defensive end. Um, so I'm, I'm using a lot of my cap space that I have and going out and paying uh, premier money for a premier pass rusher and, and feeling confident that I'm really making a big difference on that defensive line. Yeah, great point. Uh, two weeks ago, I had a podcast how the Eagles need to focus on defensive end. It shouldn't be neglected. Um, they got spoiled with Michael Bennett and Chris Long coming off the bench the, uh, a couple years past. But my argument was, I think Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett starting is is solid, but they needed somebody to bridge the gap between those two and then younger players like Josh Sweat and uh, possibly Deshaun Hall if he makes the team. Um, you know, the lower level players on the depth chart, someone that's not going to be starting, but mm -hmm. can make an impact. So you make it sound like you want a starter 
Um, where do you stand? Do you? Yeah, want- I don't. I don't feel confident going into next year with Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham as my starters. Okay. Um, I don't think Barnett. Bar- I don't think Barnett is an elite pass rusher, and I don't think you can count on him to be a difference maker. The Eagles need difference makers on that defensive line. I mean, as good as the Super Bowl run was with Nick Foles, and he played great. I mean, that defensive line is probably the reason they won that Super Bowl in terms of what they did against the Falcons and what they did against the Vikings. So uh, you have to rebuild that defensive line, not to mention next to Fletcher Cox, you have Timmy Jernigan as a uh, free agent. You really have nothing else there, honestly, mm-hmm. other than Fletcher Cox. So I, I really think defensive end is, is a position to need, and not just a backup. I think they need to go get a starter. I'm not handing Derek Barnett a starting job next year. Okay, interesting. Um so Derek Barnett is entering the last year of his contract. What do you think his future would be if they bring in someone to start ahead of him? Not good, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, if they bring in someone else to start ahead of him, he's obviously going to be in a tough spot. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's entering his fourth year, right? Yeah, so, they so would there's have, a fifth-year option, yeah. They would have the fifth-year option, which um, would be, I'm, I'm sure, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but probably relatively expensive for mm-hmm. one year. So you would have that option to at least consider what you wanted to do, but... I mean, at the end of the day, they've given Derek Barnett a lot of opportunities over the last two years to be that starter. He got hurt last, um, 2018. This year, obviously, injuries as well, and they kept going back to him. So I'm just not at a point where I'm taking Barnett's like future into consideration. I, I need to, you know, they, they were lucky last year to have Carson start 16 games, and, uh, you know, they didn't do anything with it, right? He got hurt in the playoffs. But yeah. I'm putting the best roster around him I can, and I'm not worrying about Barnett's feelings or – you know, what, uh, what his future holds. Yeah. That's interesting because, um, you know, it's a first round pick and I think, um, the Eagles are very loyal to their draft picks and don't want to necessarily move on if they don't have to. So that's something to consider. Um, if they have the opportunity, I would definitely do it. And before we move on to number one, um, you mentioned your Javon Clowney real quick. So he had that, um, face mask on Nick Foles two years ago and then you know kind of some rumors about coming to Philly this offseason and then obviously knocks Carson Wentz out of the game uh do you have any you know opposing feelings about him coming to Philly you mentioned his name and do you think he would even be open to coming after all the things he said after the playoff game yeah I think he's going to go whoever pays him the most money right Mm -hmm. I mean look this is his chance to cash in and Jadavion wanted to come to Philly prior to the start of the season. It was, yeah. you know, them and the Seahawks is where he wanted to go. He's, uh, he's close with Alshon. You know, they, they weren't, I don't know, I don't think they were at South Carolina at the same time, but they both went there. They have uh, mutual friends. So, I mean, like, I think he would still come here. I don't think the hit on Nick Foles, the Carson Wentz thing, those, those things don't really matter. I mean, at the end of the day, if the Eagles want to pay him top dollar, he'll come here. I don't think the Eagles will. I think if they were willing to pay him top dollar and they saw him as a building block, they would have traded for him last year. So mm-hmm. I think he would come here, and I would, from the Eagles, I would gladly welcome him. I mean, he's a difference maker. He, he, like, he, he's a freak athlete. He's an elite pass rusher. The guy changes games. So I would, without question, pay him despite his, you know, I guess, somewhat rocky relationship with the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely is a great player, um, would definitely make an impact on the team. But uh, there would be a ton of backlash if he ended up coming after all the stuff that was said uh, after that you, playoff you'd game. You'd think that, but if he signed here, I think people would just be extremely excited. Yeah, so. they would be excited, but I, I feel like people are just not going to forget that, especially Carson Wentz's first game. You know, it's it's, it's tough to let that yeah, go, uh, especially in this yeah. city, this fan base. Um, all right, moving on to our your final move, um, your most all important right. move that you're going to make. What is it? 
I am using the first two picks in the draft on wide receivers. I can't tell okay. you who just yet because I don't know who's going to be there. But I want young receivers to come here to grow with Carson, fast guys, just people that, you know, you can put on the outside and count on them to start for the next four or five years. Um, I think it's a loaded receiver class. You'll be able to get guys at number 21, and then they're picking the second round. You'll be able to get really good players. Now, the good news is, since I'm drafting and Howie's not, I'm confident in my ability to find those guys. But I think receiver in the draft and adding young, quick guys to this offense is absolutely the top priority for this Eagles team. Okay, so you're mentioning the first two picks. Um, We talked about adding some secondary help in the draft, um, possibly, you mentioned defensive ends and free agency, but possibly they would look to the draft to bring in someone like that. So are you saying full on, no matter who's on the board, uh, you're taking wide receivers to those first two picks? Well, I mean, look, you have to see who's on the board, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you, you never know who's going to fall, and the draft is still a while away, so who knows? But I think and when you look at it right now, I think there's a good chance that at number 21 overall, the best player on the board will be a receiver. I mean, you can mm-hmm. see three or four go in the first round. Um, and then in the second round, you know, you have to see who's there as well. But I just really like the idea of adding young receivers to this roster and letting Carson grow with them. I mean, Carson carried this team to the playoffs with Rob Davis, Greg Ward, Deontay Burnett, like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I mean, Carson can win. When, when Carson's delivering accurate balls, he, he's a much better quarterback. And so – I, it doesn't matter who's at receiver there at that point. I think if you bring in these two young guys, you uh, get a good receiver coach in there, you let Doug work with them, um, I think they'll they'll turn out just fine. Yeah, I definitely agree. Speed is definitely important because uh, they have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who they drafted for that kind of size receiver, didn't really play to his potential his first season. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, as we mentioned, that situation's up in the air. And then you still have the tight ends to work with. They have a lot of size there. So having speed for not only the overall offense, but for Carson Wentz to work with is going to be super important. And this is the draft to do it with. The wide receivers in this class are extremely talented. Um, Watching them gets me super excited because, uh, like you said, Harry Roseman doesn't have a great history drafting wide receivers but I don't think he can really go wrong in this draft because if he's looking at the top guys, they all have great attributes to offer to this offense. Uh, but speed is definitely the top priority. Yeah, I mean, just look at the Super Bowl, right? The, t- the two fastest teams in the league were in the Super Bowl, and yep. it takes more than speed. But I'm a lot closer to just you know going with that old Raiders mantra of just draft the fastest guy and let Doug and Carson figure it out. I don't want to hear about how J.J. single white side great separation with his route running and wins contested balls. Like, no, I want guys that are fast. They're going to run past people. That'll be dangerous after the catch with the ball and give Carson some real rep, real weapons to work with. Yeah. I mean, there was a glimpse of it week one with Deshaun Jackson. He got two touchdowns out of it. I mean, if you have an offense centered around that, it's going to blow up. It's going to be great. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. So that's a great plan. Um, Obviously there's a lot of, other miscellaneous moves to make, but that, those five moves, you mentioned Jeffrey getting some speed at wide receiver, fixing the secondary with bringing in some in-house talent, and then also bringing in an elite defensive end. Um, those are great moves. Elliot, I really appreciate you coming on. This is a great discussion. I loved hearing all your thoughts about the team. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to doing it again. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Um, also, everybody go follow Elliot Short Parks on Twitter. Make sure you guys check out the Go Birds pod. 
Um, you'll find that anywhere on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, really good stuff from Elliot um, out there. So make sure you stay tuned with him and, uh, you know, stay patient with those takes because, honestly, they they do end up being pretty good. So, uh, Elliot, thank you again, and uh, we'll be back in a second. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the discussion today with Elliot Shore Parks and the other content that I gave you earlier. This is all I have today. Um, I want to leave you with one thing. So a couple weeks ago, I started the Chill Your Take segment where I wanted to look at Eagles fans' takes every single week and try to say if I agreed with it, if I didn't agree with it, and why. Um, lately, I haven't seen many hot takes out there that a lot of people are agreeing on. So I just want to say if you enjoyed that segment, it's going to still continue. Um, once you know free agency and the draft heats up, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more out there. But for now, really not seeing much out there. So if you're listening, you got some hot takes, send them over. Um, I love to respond to them. But until I, I see some more from the Eagles fan base as a whole, then I'll start kicking it back up and giving my take on those uh, hot takes out there. So, you know, bear with me on that. <clears throat> so if you're enjoying the show so far, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on social media, Birds Banter, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so you stay up to date on all things Birds Banter. Uh, see when we're releasing our content, when we have question and answers, all that good stuff. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever it may be, so you never miss another Birds banter. And go Birds!